Welcome to the Michael Paris Podcast. Welcome to 1150 AM KKNW, Alternative Talk on Seattle Radio, and welcome to the Michael Paris Podcast. Today I'd like to welcome Daniel Shemtov. Daniel is a serial entrepreneur whose journey began with nothing more than a dollar and a dream. Despite skipping college, Daniel's success was never hindered by the lack of traditional education. Like many younger people, Daniel chose differently. After a few startup attempts, Daniel caught his first big break in 2010 with the original Lime Truck and then expanded into multiple trucks in multiple cities. Lime Truck is a food truck that delivers fresh food to the masses, from those stuck in office cubicles to those who are simply too busy to go to a restaurant. Success began to skyrocket and the local buzz he generated secured an invite to participate in the Food Network series called The Great Food Truck Race, where he won first place in season two and was quoted in Yahoo's top 10 trucks in America three years running. Daniel proceeded to open three brick and mortar locations called the Lime Truck TLT Food across LA and Orange County before the age of 27. Upon the success of the food truck, Daniel further pursued his ambition as a cook and opened a Japanese yakitori restaurant in downtown LA called Hatch Yakitori. Daniel's journey as an entrepreneur didn't stop there. He partnered with Dr. Snibby, a renowned orthopedic surgeon in Los Angeles, to launch Snibs, a universal work shoe designed for use by anyone who is on their feet for long periods of time. The typical work shoe has not been reinvented or rethought. Instead, major footwear companies continue manufacturing the same shoes over and over again. Snibs broke down every element of their shoe and solved the problem from a holistic perspective, creating a new type of shoe for the workplace. Daniel, welcome to the show. So I've been doing some research on you. And I see that you're doing all, all these amazing companies and startups. You're hustling every day. Your content on social media is absolutely amazing. I do wonder, what's your schedule like? You know, how do you wake up every morning and, and how do you get all this interesting stuff in one day? I appreciate that. Thanks for having me first and second. So every day starts similarly. The first thing that I like to do is I, I like to do a clear mind meditation between five and eight minutes. And it just really centers me and really allows me to be present when I go through the next part, which is I have a large to-do list and I, I spend some time in the morning organizing and going through there at, and selecting what I find to be the most valuable or what I think will get me far forward the most. And so between kind of settling down, really focusing in on what I need to do and then picking what's most important, I'm able to manage so many businesses at once. Yeah, and I do wonder when you meditate, are you, you know, planning your day, your tasks, your priorities, or is it pure mindfulness? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So in the initial few minutes, it's really about clearing your mind. I think it's really difficult with all the noise that we have and everything that's going on to clear your mind and become focused. So for the first six, seven minutes, it's all about clearing my mind. And then literally maybe 30 seconds to a minute and a half, I'll actually ask the world to manifest the things that I really need to be able to move forward in my life. And so for the last 30 seconds to a minute and a half, I just kind of go through and say, hey, I really want this to happen for me. I'm talking to this person. I really want it to go like this. I really want the world to give me this. And so it's just a really quick thing, but it often surprises me how effective it is. And for example, this morning, 
I was really looking for an opportunity for the food trucks. The food truck hasn't gone out in a while and it's the only business um, outside of my events businesses that hasn't generated any revenue since COVID started. And I asked the world for that and I got two calls today. One was to rent out the commercial kitchen in our catering space for just a few months, which really helps a lot. And the other one was potentially for this partnership between us and a cafe that wants to have our food truck out there to do a drive-through kind of setup. And so it's funny because one of those, both of those uh, didn't exist in the world today. Or And after I asked for it to, to come to fruition, only 10 hours or not even only five hours later, I started getting phone calls for it. Wow. Yeah. And just to take a bit of a step back here, because we jumped right into it. For all the listeners who are wondering exactly what you do, if you can tell them about your various startups, how they're connected and, and you know, which ones, I guess, in chronological order, how they all started and, and came to fruition. Sure. So my first business uh, was uh, opened in 2010. It's the Lime Truck. It's a gourmet food truck based out of Orange County. We won the great food truck race on the Food Network, a lot of accolades. And then after I got back from the show, I got my opportunity to open my first restaurant in Los Angeles called TLT Food, which is uh, an abbreviation for the Lime Truck. Opened those, then opened a Japanese high-end barbecue restaurant called Hatch. And then a few catering companies called Modern Art, Food Inc., and The Spot. And then just recently launched a footwear brand called Snibs, S-N-I-B-B-S. And that one is meant for people who are standing on their feet all day uh, working. So it's a shoe that took me four years to develop and wow. uh, yeah, just launched launched pre-COVID. And now all of his employees use his shoes now. Part of the job application. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a professor requiring that you buy his book before you start the school season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is truly fascinating. And I, you know, I have friends who do run restaurants and I understand how much it takes away from them. So hats off to you for doing all of these endeavors uh, simultaneously. Now, if you can tell us a little bit about how COVID has affected your business and what specific elements have been most effective and what have you tried to do during this time to make the most of it? So COVID has affected my business greatly. When it comes to the restaurants, we're not able to open. So we're just doing delivery and takeout, which is a significant drop of revenue. And then the events businesses went to zero, which was a really large business for us. And then the shoes, our target demographic of hospitality workers are no longer in business. Elective Medical, which was a big part of a wholesale model, is also closed. And so we've had to do a lot of shifting. Well, I spend more time working than I've ever done. And it's really just figuring out how to pivot, how to operate under these difficult times where you're not used to having only two or three people in your restaurant. And so if you get busy out of nowhere, you have to deal with, you know, how do you structure that so that we can stay, keep our costs low, but also stay effective as a business. And so every day there are new challenges and and yeah, COVID has made it very hard for us to operate in the same light that we used to. Yes, it's been hard for many. And as someone who is an entrepreneur himself, you know, what I, I find equally important to making money is building and establishing solid connections, because to me, that's where long term success comes from. So I, I've been looking at this time as an opportunity for me to make the most out of certain areas that I normally can't while I'm going through my day to day rush. So I have been tripling down on networking on LinkedIn and making all sorts of fascinating connections. And that's kind of how I look look at it as being an entrepreneur, someone who potentially can be successful. It has a very similar tenets to evolution where you have this environment and how good are you at adapting to the change in your environment? And right now we're seeing a significant change to our environment and we need to be malleable and adjust to the settings. 
So for all entrepreneurs out there, you know, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to be good at stuff, but you really want to have a very wide and diverse skill set so you can deal with these sorts of changes. Now, I did some reading on you, Daniel, and it appears that college didn't seem to be of particular interest to you. And I wonder what advice you have to give to others who are questioning whether they should pursue college, whether it's for them, and, and how to start a company without going to college. Sure. Well, I think college is really great for the right person. Um, I think when people are still searching for their path or really trying to gain as much foundation before they go out and try to build a second story of entrepreneurship or going out into the work world, it's, it's really great. I think for me, the challenge was is that I was very clearly going to be an entrepreneur and I was very eager to be an entrepreneur. I, I basically started my first business when I was in elementary school, having older kids work for me in the neighborhood and, and charging a fee. And as I basically got into high school, I started another business and it just, it's, I knew where it was. So I tried to go to a little bit of school while I was still in high school and I just didn't really have the patience for it. But I think it's really important when deciding what the right path is for you is understanding what's ahead. And so just because I didn't go to school didn't mean that I worked any less than any of my peers. I, in fact, I, I believe that I worked even harder than them because I didn't start with college. And so uh, I think you have to decide what your path is forward and then understand the risks of not going to school in addition to understanding how long it's going to take for you to be successful. I mean, I started my first business when I was 20 and it failed. And I had to move home from Los Angeles back to my twin bed. And that's when I started the lime truck and that was successful. And so wow. that was a really difficult few years for me. And I learned a lot and I've used and applied that for my whole life. But, you know, you could have skipped some of those lessons that I learned or you may have learned them later in life. But I think really just kind of knowing your path forward is is really important. And if you don't know your path forward, I would say school is a really smart investment to kind of help define that. Yeah. And something you said that I found really interesting is that you had to work harder because you didn't go to college. And I actually really resonate with that, with that thought. And I feel like those are defining moments where you get to realize how much you can do in such a short period of time, where you enter the market at a serious disadvantage. As someone who grew up in an Orthodox Jewish home, who didn't have a very strong secular education, and found himself at, you know, entering into college doing Calculus 1, where he couldn't even do algebra, I had to spend so many hours catching up. And those were, people look at those as being moments that you should avoid, but those were the best moments in my life where I learned so much about myself and gained so much confidence. So sometimes I really admire the fact that you went off the well-worn path and, and found your own. And I think that should serve as inspiration to many. Yeah, so I do wonder what advice you can give to our listeners, to those who kind of want to pursue a startup during this COVID pandemic. Uh, do you recommend it? Any any advice you can give to, to, to those people? Yeah, I think that if, I mean, I guess there's two concepts there, but I do think that if you have a startup idea pre-COVID and now you have to adapt the idea or you actually came up with an opportunity because of COVID, I think don't ever stop yourself from starting a startup just because it's too meaningful, I think, to your soul and also to your future. And so what I would suggest is the playing playing field is a little bit different than it was. And maybe, you know, even just five months ago, you can start a startup with the concept of we're going to bring in revenue and we're going to have all these like big evaluations and we're going to go out for all these high amounts of money. And I think that the playing field has changed and what you really need to focus on now is proving 
your business model and actually bringing in revenue and actually bringing in profits. And so what I would say less is, is more right now. And I would hyper focus your startup so that you're actually able to get it off the ground. And once you've shown some kind of success, then you go back out to the market and you are able to bid and, and find investors and things like that and, and be able to build that idea up. And so what's really different in today's environment is being able to actually have a proof of concept. And so that's what we did with Snibs, which is my footwear brand. We raised some of the capital pre-COVID, but what we really wanted to do was show how successful we can be, even in these difficult times, and then go back to investors and really ask them to go all in because the, the proof is in the pudding. We actually have revenue numbers. We sold out of certain SKUs. And so I would say if you're starting a startup right now, it's just really about proving that. And if you're able to, even especially right now with how difficult things are, you're going to have a nice road ahead of you. Yeah. If you're able to make the argument in the least ideal situations, I think you come forward with a good case to how to, you know, that your company would flourish in, in and, ideal situations. Absolutely. And I think the other thing too is right now you have to stay lean to, to be successful, even if you're a big brand. And I think that mentality of staying lean as you grow a company and really have the entrepreneur be the resource, the, the driving force behind the brand, it allows for the most chance of success. And so I think having a startup right now, it, it might be a little bit more difficult to get off the ground, but if you can get off the ground, I actually see a longer runway ahead of you because you're having to do everything yourself. You're having to learn everything yourself and you're having to be very sharp to get to be successful. And so that's, that's, that's actually pretty rewarding. Yeah. Very well said, Daniel. It's almost like you have to super optimize during these times and those optimization skills are going to be super useful in the road ahead once things go back to normal. Yeah. Daniel, if you can tell people where they can find you online, they want to search up your, your various companies, this would be a great time. Sure. Yeah. So the easiest way is probably go to Instagram. My, my it's my name, Daniel Shemtob, S H E M as in Mary T O B as in boy. And then you can find also Daniel You can find the brands or you can search for snibs, which is S N I B B S the lime truck, TLT food, hatch yakitori. Those are different ways to actually look at the businesses. Or if you want to find me, you can go to the Instagram. Great, great. And for the listeners who are coming to this podcast through my website or through iTunes, everything will be listed in the description below. So Daniel, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And stay safe during COVID and all the best, brother. You too. Thanks.